Read books with sticky sweet romance and with men who jump into your pants. Welcome to Romance That with Alice and Matt. As a real life couple, we have fun with reading and reviewing romance books. Join us as we get into the mood for, for books that is. Welcome to episode two of Romance That with Alice and Matt. And here we are back with our romance reading podcast. And if this is your first time listening to us, uh, it's also our second time recording it. This is episode two. In fact, last book was your first romance you ever read, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was the first book that I read that was classified as romance, unless you count looking up all the juicy parts in like my grandmother's books on the nightstand. (laughs) Kind of counts. Does it? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) So, um, this episode, you had me read The Prize by Julie Garwood, uh, written in 1991. And you have this very loved, very worn paperback copy. So, The Prize by Julie Garwood. This is one of your favorite books, and you read it when you were 14, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, why don't you take me through why this book's so important to you? Well, so it was my first romance um, was one of my first romances, and it was the first one I read where the woman wasn't outright raped. Uh, she did have a choice, and she and Royce really seemed to like each other, even though they sort of had this back-and-forth banter and power struggle and who was in charge. Um, but I just really liked Royce. He was a broken kind of character. didn't think anyone could love him. Nick Love really loved him, you know. That's so hot. It was hot. <laughs> Come on, that's so hot. Women love that. They eat it up like fudge. Like, oh, no one can love him, even though he's big and strong and is in charge, and and no one ever crosses him without getting thrown through a wall. <laughs> I can love him. I can change him. Exactly. That's exactly. Exactly. Okay? Don't tell me. Well, you don't know, but women love that stuff. <laughs> I know that. I think I know that. Also... I'm a man, and we've been married a while. <laughs> so there are some familiar themes that pop up in this book every now and then. Yeah, so I liked it. There was adventure in it that I really loved. Nicola did outwit people at times, which was fun, and I enjoyed that. Yes, and, that was fun. I mean, they eventually became equals. Obviously, they're not when I look back on it now, but at the time, compared to other things that I was reading, they were much more equals than in a lot of stuff that I was reading. So usually it was like a pirate who like kidnapped and raped somebody or it was another sort of Norman Conqueror who <laughs> kidnapped and raped somebody. <laughs> like that's what I got It's a theme a going of. on here. Yeah, it was pretty depressing. So but this, this book was, broke this away different. from that. It did. It seemed to break away from it. On on second read or fourth fifth read, it seems different, but I mean that's not necessarily the case. It's more subtle. Same stuff happening, just more subtly. You know, they spend nights in the woods and get shot by arrows and have slingshot battles. And there's all kinds of fun stuff that happens. So, and I think I just didn't, the middle drags a bit and I just sort of skim through that part. I'm a skimmer, so. Right. (laughs) Unlike you. I read every part of it. There was a part where it just reminded me of uh, that Tom Hanks movie, The Money Pit, when the house started falling apart. Like yeah, the railing fell off and she's Castles. hanging from the railing. Yeah, that's fun. And then he catches her. Right, he's yeah. Like, oh, I'll catch you. Oh, right. he comes inside from working outside with his hot, sweaty men soldiers. Right. And he comes inside and his wife's falling off the rotten banister and he catches her. I know. See, that's right? fun. That's stuff of legend. 
It's great. If you've read this book, then you know what it's about. But if you don't, I'm going to just read how it's marketed to you on the back of the book. Oh, no. In the resplendence of William the Conqueror's London court, the lovely Saxon captive Nicola was forced to choose a husband from the assembled Norman nobles. She chose Royce, a barren warrior who's... Wait, it's a good thing I didn't read this before I actually started the book because it was surprising to me that that actually happened in the book. I know, that right? That whole scene. Yeah. But they gave it away. I know, they give it away. It's one of the best scenes in the book. Oh, man. I, it's not that big a spoiler, I guess, but... But it's really fun part It's of like, it. you know, when you see Bruce Wayne in a movie, you already know that he's Batman, so it's not a big deal. She chose Royce, a barren warrior whose fierce demeanor could not conceal his chivalrous and tender heart. Resourceful, rebellious, and utterly naive, Nicola vowed to bend Royce to her will, despite the whirlwind of feelings he aroused in her. Mm. Ferocious in battle, seasoned in passion. Seasoned. Royce, yeah, right? Seasoned like a steak. Royce was surprised by the depth of his emotion whenever he caressed his charming bride. So I picked this for two reasons. One, we read a historical romance set in a... It's similar. Yeah, it was in Highland, Scotland. Castles. You know... Growling men. Growling men. And there was growling in this. I know, I told you to get used to it. Like, my word of the book... Was growl. Was growl for the last book, and it did show up in this one. I... It's just the way it goes. Yeah, Twenty-eight years later, they're still using growl. There's some things that never changed. So it's sort of a it's sort of a contrast to the contemporary one, and an understanding of the changes that we've gone through, but also understanding the fact that this was my favorite romance growing up. It was one of the early ones that I read. It was one of the only ones that I thought didn't have any rape in it, but I was wrong. <laughs> And I just loved it when it was. It blew my mind when my fourteen-year-old mind just popped right out of my head. Just blown. I didn't know what to do with it. So on reread, you know things change in twenty-eight years, <laughs> and you look at things a little differently. And How so? How did it change for you? Well, I think I must have skimmed the middle. The middle slows down a bit. It starts off with a bang. It's very exciting. They get right into the action right away. You know, they they have to go places. They have to meet people. They have things that they're doing. There's the forcing her to choose somebody. And it's all very exciting. And then they get back home, and it sort of peters out a little bit. So. And then there's that whole rape part that I missed when I was a kid. It was so different, though, than the books, the other books that I read at that same time, because those were, like, more clearly, obviously, rapes. Yeah. There's a real difference in how the language of consent works now. Yeah. From 1991 yeah. to 2020. Yes. So let's talk about the characters. Right. So there's Nicola and Royce. So Nicola she has two A's on her name. So every time I say it, I just go Nicola. <laughs> um, and she's a Saxon. We obviously have some historical fiction happening here. Yes. So, and then we have Royce, who's the Baron. He's a knight. He's a Baron. He's he's a knight of William the Conqueror. He's not he's he's not too old, he's but he's experienced. He's he's muscular. He's handsome. He's he has a scar got on his face. So many muscles. He's got a scar on his face. Who could love him with a scar on his face? <laughs> no. Who indeed? Who could love him? 
other than all the whores. <laughs> that, that seasoned him in passion. Every time... I just, once I got that description in my head, all I could think of was the hound from Game of Thrones. So I just pictured Royce as the hound this whole time. Oh my goodness. He's much more attractive than that. Thank you very much. I I suppose he is, but all I could think was his gruff attitude. (laughs) You know, when it's like, I'm going to eat every fucking chicken in this place. (laughs) He was just so gruff all the time. So I kept thinking of the hound. You're Uh, welcome. No, I didn't picture that at all. So what did you think of the book? It started out clever. It was fun because Baron Royce arrives in this newly conquered territory and he goes to the abbey and he's been told to look for this woman, Nicola. And he's greeted by a nun. And the nun is her twin sister. Right. Right. Her twin sister. Twin sister. And so, surprise, there is no twin sister. She's playing a joke on him. She's resisting the invader. She's, she's part of the resistance. She's resisting arrest. Right? And her weak spot is her nephew, Ulrich, who is a newborn baby. Ulrich is the son of Thurston, who is a warrior for the Saxons, who is actively resisting the Norman invaders. And that lends a little bit of excitement and intrigue to the book. It, it pits, comes and goes. It pits Nicola in the middle where she has she allegiance has to her people and her family, but then she has to go with Royce for right. the good of it, and perhaps this marriage can create some kind of union and there'll be no more war. Right. And it's about whether or not you accept your circumstances and... Right. So, or rebel against them. And in this book, it says you accept. <laughs> and deal. <laughs> Is that what you got out of it? Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. Like, you definitely are supposed to just accept and just your overlord is there and now you're done. What remind, I got out I of it. I want to remind everyone that this is my favorite book. <laughs> what I got out of it was if you have a career in the military and you kill enough people and you have enough victories, eventually you just stand around in a ballroom and a beautiful woman will ask you to marry her. <laughs> that's exactly right. Right. You spend yes. your life in the company of men and prostitutes, <laughs> and then and then the perfect woman will eventually approach you. From amongst the conquered. Right, from amongst the people that you have conquered and oppressed. After you've kidnapped her from her own home. These are life lessons to take to heart, folks. And I just want to remind everyone that this was my favorite book. It sounds horrible when I say it out loud, when you say all this stuff out loud, but I ate it up like fudge. Well, how old were you when you read it? 14, but I swear to God, if I were 20 at the time, I would have eaten it up like fudge. Okay, that's fine. So overall, what'd you think? Overall, this book was not as fun as the last book. Okay. Here's how it was to me. I will say that I liked their interaction, like as a couple, they're cute, but overall, the book goes into... They meet, they're at odds with each other, she's at odds with herself, he thinks he knows how his life is going to go, they get married because of circumstances, Mm -hmm. and then they go back to her home, and they do what I've affectionately called playing house. Right. (laughs) So they play house for like... like More than half the book. 200 pages or more. They play the house for a lot. You know, like he's, you know, he he lectures her on how she has to 
uh, run the house and give orders to the staff and then but never to him but never to him (laughs) and never contradict his orders in front of the staff and you need to you know you need to smile and never cry because it upsets me when you cry you know um and he learns his lesson about that i mean he kind of does the thing i was the thing that was confusing to me about this was the character of nicola was so fiery and yes but at the same time so willing to bend so trampled on yeah at the same time so i wasn't really sure where they were in their marriage i wasn't really sure if things were getting better for them or it was just this continued she was just acquiescing yeah this continued oppression like i think it was continued oppression yeah which frankly was probably how a lot of marriages were <laughs> at that time and right. maybe that's some mo- are a lot today yeah yeah they sure are maybe that's what was going on here this the author wasn't trying to you know i think that they were trying to show that these people had passion which was another thing you know they would just get turned on and and be so passionate about each other but then they were mad they were like mad and fighting and yeah. that, you know and it it didn't seem to be in this flirty way all the time it just seemed to be in the standoffish way right and then he would they'd like, like have sex and then they he'd roll away from her and then you're like why do you roll away <laughs> they didn't have sex enough in this book yeah for me yeah i, I mean it was a lot for my 14 year old self it blew my mind i get it yeah and was there was like some moral, first... there was some moral sex in this book. Yeah, right. right? So there was some beige. <laughs> there was a beige going on, and that like blew Royce's mind. <laughs> right. But they never really returned to like the physical steamy passion in this book. They did right. a couple times. Like there was the first time they had sex, which was super uncomfortable, and then there was right because he raped her, which you had to point out to me. Sorry, but, <laughs> no, but just reading remember. the book, like coming from a book that was written in 2019. I know. Versus a book that was written in 1991. Right. I mean, it literally said she wanted him to stop. She wanted him to get off of her. Right. And I was like, well, this just, this kills my mood in the scene. <laughs> right. It doesn't help at all. But that didn't come back. How like many hearts they, would you give it? Okay. The hearts. hearts what's, our, is, what's our scale? Our heart rating is five heart rating. Of overall, if you liked it or not. Okay. I would give this book three hearts. Okay. I'll Uh, give it four because it's always been my favorite, but it's been brought down a notch by 20 plus years of cultural understanding and development and, you know, maturity. I'm sorry to hear that. I know. It's okay. It's okay. You know? It helped mold you into the great woman that you are now. It did. It was what I needed at the time. I was... You know, it's helped me understand that uh, romance novels could be this magical place that you go and wonderful things happen. Like men pick up other men and throw them through walls because they've broken their wives' favorite yeah, chess piece. That happened. I love that part. I love that part too. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Or women, you know, best of men on the on the battlefield twice. Yes. You know, she's great like that. Yes. You know, there's some really interesting wonderful things that happened in it that i can't let go of my joy from even though there are some other very difficult things in the book that i realize that are not good books like this i feel like authors sometimes are treading a line writing a romance novel and there's no reason you can't like have everything in a book but uh there was a lot of time spent on royce's career as a soldier and breaking down and building up 
Nicola's younger brother, right. whom he injured in a battle and then made him join his army. Yeah, and so whether or not they had, had a point. Right, so we have a subplot with that, and it's like, well, he's treating the younger brother well, making a man out of him. Right. Even though Nicola doesn't understand it because I know. she's too she's soft with her woman stupid. feelings. <laughs> she's, too she's too stupid. stupid. She's too stupid to understand. Right. She's got she's too tender hearted. But once she sees what a badass he is with one arm, and she'll be fine. Now she loves Royce even more, and it's just beaches every night. Right. <laughs> I mean, okay. I really liked them when I read it, but now it's like, oh, Royce is the parent telling Nicola how to act and be. He's like 12 years older than, no, 15 years older than her. Yeah, but I think there was a lot of, I can see what the author was doing. They had I, a lot of fun banter. I can see what what Julie Gard was doing in that Royce obviously didn't know how marriage worked any more than, than Nicola did. Right. He was leaving the love part out of it. I mean, that was a big part for... Nicola was the love quotient. He's right. like, I'm going to do all these things, but does he love me? He doesn't say he loves me. And when I ask him, he's like, why does it matter? What does it matter? And he comes around to understanding that he needs to love, which, you know, was one of the important parts of the book for me. As a couple, I, they were at odds. I, I will say that they were really cute together because they were constantly playing little mind games with each other. Yeah, and And, you know, they were playing each other off of the servant staff and things like that. Like, that was kind of fun. And You laughed out loud at times. Yeah, and Royce was just so stoic, and <laughs> and she was just a, a big silly mess sometimes. And so the two of them, I thought it was cute at times. I will yeah. say that I didn't quite understand what their motivation was for being in love you know, I th- I know they're working with the circumstances, but I I felt like maybe they weren't. An, for me, I don't know if it was it wasn't obvious enough where that turning point was for them. So as a couple, in their cuteness factor, we rate this on one to five hugs, right? On hugs, yeah. So I'm gonna how give sweet they are as a couple, right? I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them three hugs. Okay, I'm gonna give them four because in my mind they were five, came down a bit. But, you know, I'm always going to love Nicola and Royce. I'm never going to not love them. You you can you can give them any number you want. You can still give I them five. I can't do five because it's too, you know, over the years, reading it and realizing the sort of lopsided relationship they have and the fact she has no choice and all that sort of stuff really sort of ruins it for me. Sorry. All right. Well, moving on to the passion part. Flames. Flames. So this is how passionate and how sexy... How many, how much sweaty, heaving bosoms and groaning and grunting there was. Yes. So for me, this book gets a two. I'm going to have to go with a two, two, because my 14-year-old self would have been five. But on second reads, or fourth or fifth, I don't know how many times I've read it, all the way through, I realize that it's just really not as... (laughs) No, it's just not as passionate. For me, there were, there were three sexual encounters in this book. Right. Two of them were good, so mm. they get two hearts. One was a they, I mean, they get two flames. <laughs> right. And you give it two as well? I'll gi- I give it two as well because it was a real kick in the gut So <laughs> when I read the rape part. That being said, what would you like to change about this book? I mean, I know that you read it and you loved it for so long, 
And then thank you for sharing it with me. I'm glad I got to read it and we have that common story now because now we can always talk about Nicola and Royce. Well, everything that could be changed is changed in the contemporary ones. The ones that are his- historical books written in contemporary times. Not all of them. You can still find plenty of force this and force that. You know you want it attitudes. But there's so much more of um, like them being into each other equally and her being just as excited and interested in getting in his pants as he is in hers or for this book or men in men's pants or women in women's pants yeah just <laughs> pants flying pants and skirts yeah. flying pants and up skirts flying all day out. long it's okay <laughs> front door back door in and out it's all good <laughs> given that this book overall for me was a three let's talk about our favorite parts yeah okay you go first okay so my favorite part is the very first sentence which is really fun starts out with a bang um and I loved the part where he threw that guy through the wall because he broke her chest piece. And that's when she was like, oh, I think he really does love me. The part where he has to, like, force her to sleep on top of him at night was kind of fun for me as a child. So I won't ever forget it, even though it's not great. <laughs> that was, yeah, I mean, I can see they were trying to be sweet about it. And, you know, and he didn't force himself on her. No, he didn't do anything to her. He just, she was trying to get away because she was his captive. <laughs> yeah. A captive. Yeah. I have to say, I think one of my favorite parts of the book was in the very beginning when Nicola has, has been discovered that she's not a nun and there is no twin and she's hiding in the abbey and she won't come out of the abbey. Ever. Forever. Because, right. Because Royce, Royce can't go in because he's a soldier and he's an invader. He wouldn't go into the abbey and he wouldn't. He wouldn't they still forcibly have that get her today. out. So he, he promised that he was going to get her out. So yeah. what he did is one morning he rode up on horse with a baby in his arms. <laughs> and it was baby Ulrich. And it was something along the lines of never happened exactly six weeks later. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the authors, Julie Garwood was clever like that. She would do these like, I'm never coming out. Yeah. Never happened six weeks later. That was probably the cutest part and Julie Garwood has a great way with words in general. She, her, the banter is really fun. The way that they talk to each other, I really enjoyed. It's probably one of the reasons why I gave it such high marks in my mind. Um, just because it's fun to see them like going back and forth and having their little word play. Yeah. I will say that it was nice. It was fun how Julie Garwood built up Royce to be this quiet badass you know, whenever Nicola would leave the room and he had some kind of confrontation with with another soldier or insur- her or... insurgent brother, he was going to be snapping necks and cashing checks. Yeah. He right. He was take... going to be kicking ass, <laughs> yes. chewing bubblegum and kicking ass. Over the top. I and mean, he's, he's all always out of bubblegum. Yeah. Oh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know that Julie Garwood is a very successful author. I think she's written. She is. So many books. I've read so many of them, too. This is... Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. So what are your opinions of Julie Garwood as an author? I love her. I mean, for some reason, whatever she says, whatever, however she writes, is just so compelling to me. When you went away on your business trip for a month, I read like 10 of them in one month. You read 10 Julie Garwood books? Yes. My God. All in a row. Wow. I should have been reading them, too, to keep up with you. I'm sorry I wasn't doing it then. That's okay. You were learning stuff at work. Whatever. (laughs) So, 
So that's Julie Garwood. I love her. Lots of people love her. She's historical romance. There's a lot of historical romance out there. And I feel like for next time, we should do something more contemporary with characters that look and sound more like people we understand and know. We will. You're going to find a book, read it, and then I'm going to read it. Yes. And we'll be back for episode three with Romance That. With Alice and Matt. See you next time. See you next time.